setting an agenda for the final term of IOC President Thomas Bach. We should be very happy if you remember the president said change or be changed. Well, um, we, we are in a position where hopefully we can lead change in a very changeable time. IOC spokesman Mark Adams is our guest. On this edition of Around the Rings Radio, I'm Ed Hula. In the coming months, the IOC will consider a list of 15 proposals to be a guide for the next four years of the presidency of Thomas Bach. Building on the package of recommendations for his first eight years as IOC president, that was called Olympic Agenda 2020, this latest edition adds the words plus five to the title. Some of the topics in Olympic Agenda 2020, plus five, are familiar from the original that was adopted by the IOC in 2014. But the new to-do list has more specifics. For example, calling for virtual sports to take a spot in the Olympics, not just to be thought about. Increased attention to the health and welfare of athletes and their mental health is part of this new proposal. New events are being talked about in the lead-up to the Olympics. We're going to get a speed read of all 15 of these recommendations in this edition of Around the Rings Radio with Mark Adams, starting with number one, strengthen the uniqueness and the universality of the Olympic Games. This one takes on from from before and takes on some of the success uh, that we've had before, but I think we can start to kind of build on that. Um, so, you know, in terms of, of what we've had before, you know, the Olympic Village is very important, uh, gender equality, we need to con- continue to, to, to build on that. Um, but there are, there are some kind of some other things um, as well. For, so, for example, we mentioned uh, a physical virtual sports, those are now to be considered uh in the in the in the program and there's a there's a whole recommendation on that but that's one of those things to strengthen universality to reach out to younger and broader audiences um also a chance to i mean this not a not a term i'm particularly keen on but this idea of digital uh combination of physical and digital this whole idea of bringing people together and something that's been accelerated by the whole covid experience um so I think those things are, are, are things we want to look at. And, and of course, the programme too, continuing to look at the programme, um, how that can, can change in, in, and bring us unique Olympic Games is something that, 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 that we'll be kind of considering. Um, and then the, the technology continues to change. So, so, yeah, I mean, I guess if you, if you had various buckets, I think this one would be very much a kind of continuation of a trend. Uh, that we already identified and, and that's, you know, uniqueness of the games is something that we, that we all know we need to really kind of protect and treasure. Foster sustainable Olympic Games is the second recommendation. That's a, that's a sustainable or die. I mean, that's it, with any major organization or event these days. Yeah. It's got to be sustainable or it just won't be here in 10 years. Yeah, and 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 if we're talking uh, in terms of sustainability, obviously happens in a, a range of, of spheres: economic, social, environmental. If we're talking in the way that most people think about it, in terms of our environmental, we already have a good record. But there, you know, as I say, in terms of actionability, if that's a word, you know, we're talking about the uh, the Olympic Games uh, being climate positive by 2030. Uh, so there is something that you know we can and will be will be held to. 
Um, you know, we're already um, we're already kind of neutral. Uh, but what we want to do is actually put more carbon back into uh, the atmosphere than we take out. Um, we've made that kind of made that clear. And so we, um, as you already know, we kind of committed to this um, Olympic uh, Olympic forest in uh, in Africa. Um, we're sitting here, I'm talking to you now from uh, Olympic headquarters, Olympic House, which is uh, in its category, the most uh, environmentally friendly building in the world in terms of, of, uh, of its carbon footprint. Um, and we'll also be working with, in the, as we go forward with the federations and OCs to try to make sure that they and the games as well, of course, are more and more sustainable. But of course, it's it's not a we you know it's not it's not a must it's not not a uh, like to have it's a must have um so that that's something we're kind of working hard towards yeah for sure number 3 recommendation reinforce athletes rights and responsibilities here's an area where there seem to be many more specifics than we 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 looked at in olympic agenda 2020 especially with all the conversation about uh rule 50 uh, protest demonstrations during sports events, uh, the commercialization that uh, athletes can uh, make of may make of their images, imagery, and, and their performance. Yeah, and um, you know, again, here's a actionable um, thing that we're going to do. We are we we have talked and we have actually put the athletes at the heart of a lot of things that we've done. Uh, and as you know, we had the, the athletes here um, and the Charter on Rights and Responsibilities. That was a big breakthrough. Um, very important. We're going to actually have an athletes department. Um, and many people would probably say about time too, but the IOC administration will have an athletes department. Um, where Which is of, different than a sports department. Yeah, it will be. It will, and, and, you know, you could just say this is an administrative bureaucratic change, but you'll find in government when you create departments, it actually creates a momentum. And I think the athletes having their own department is actually something kind of very, very, very important and, and will, will change the way things are done. Um, you know, we would, we would, I think you've seen a real progression uh, in the last, uh, in, in, in the last eight years in how we listen to athletes um and you know it's no coincidence the president is an, is is obviously an olympian it really makes a difference um that we actually listen to we get them together uh the platform athlete 365 we hear what they've got to say and on 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 rule 40 and rule 50 we ask them what they're going to say um but ed what i would say is we we ask those who have who we, we ask for everyone's opinion but we 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 clearly listen mostly to those who represent groups of athletes rather than those who don't represent groups of athletes. So um, it's very important to listen to uh, the chairs of the athletes commissions uh, and the NOCs, the continental commissions, the IF commissions. Those are the people. Uh, and of course, our own uh, athletes commission. Those are the people who represent uh, the views and are able to represent those views properly uh, rather than uh, as a pressure group, nothing wrong with a pressure group, nothing wrong with people having opinions, but it behoves us to listen to those who have the mandate from their electorates. Uh, continue to attract best athletes is recommendation four. Recommendation five, further strengthen safe sport and the protection of clean athletes. Uh, that's a very controversial uh, notion topic among many athletes who have a, 
uh, well, a, a distrust. Uh, they're not satisfied with the way they're represented. They're handled by the um, in, in anti-doping matters. What will these yeah, recommendations just, do to in, in improve their level of confidence? Yeah. So uh, very quickly, first, because you kind of quickly skipped over recommendation four, which is which which is okay. But I think there's just one little bit in there that's worth kind of pointing out that we. You know, whilst, of course, the IFs and the NOCs remain our absolute, our, our main stakeholders, it is understanding, too, um, that we need to engage uh, also with, with professional leagues and other sports events organisers to really make sure uh, that we continue to attract the best athletes, because I think we're seeing a changing landscape. Uh, and the IFs are seeing a changing landscape. The athletes are seeing a changing landscape. It's very important if we're to continue to attract those athletes uh, that we deal with all of the organizations uh, where where they are to be found so I just wanted to kind of point that one out in in five yeah I mean I think there's two things I think doping of course anti-doping is always uh, is always a, a controversial issue and you know again the huge success from Olympic agenda 2020 the ITA there were a lot of skeptics around I think it's really proving its worth um, it's really been seen to uh, at least take away um, even the kind of uh, uh, hint of of, um, uh, of partiality in, in, in anti-doping processes. I think that's been a huge success and that will continue and the ITA is continuing to grow and be more useful to the IFs uh, day in, day out. Um, I don't know what the last, I think what the latest figure is. I know it was 40 uh, IFs and sports organisations were 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 already using the ITA now it's it's much higher than that but I think also Ed you need to um, also point out there and it's important particularly also in the US con context the safeguarding officer uh, and making sure there are safeguarding policies and procedures amongst all stakeholders the IOC was actually quite early onto this one but it's really important to make sure um, in the wake of you know not just in the states, but many, 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 many countries' um, problems with abuse. It's really important to take this seriously. And one other thing, by the way, is mental health. Mental health is really now it's become a, t a subject that we all have started to, to talk about, but only really, really recently uh, in the last few years, I think. And that's something that was led, I think, uh, quite significantly by the athletes community and by our athletes commission that the athletes mental health is something that we really need to to think about more carefully and and you see that also now in in wider society it's a it's a discussion it was a almost a taboo subject maybe 10 years ago even um so that's a that's a big change you know the, the fight against doping will continue as i say i think you know the relationship with WADA is a good one, a strong one, um, and with the ITA as well in there, providing all sorts of services, implementation of anti-doping programs, and so on. It really, um, it, it really strengthens that. Will we solve all the problems? Will 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 the athletes be um, super always super happy with the way things are are done? No, but I think you can see. Uh, the level, the 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 tra trajectory, the the direction of movement is is in the right direction. Num number eight, we're getting into some interesting new territory here with the enhance and promote the road to the Olympic Games, and uh, yeah, what's being yeah. proposed here essentially a new way of looking at the events that take place around the world uh, in the lead up to the Olympic Games. Yeah, I think this one is for me. This is one of the one of the very exciting ones, and um, 
easier said than done because there's a lot of work involved in in some of those sentences and i'm sure uh kit it probably keeps uh kit mcconnell up at, up at night thinking about this but they're um, your marketing people too yeah exactly because you know there are different sponsors there are different ways of doing things um there are all sorts of problems and if we looked at just those problems we never would do this but the idea and let's hope we get there is to turn you know the games into almost if you like the end of a journey uh the athletes can talk about uh, their qualifying in on digital platforms and so on as part of a process of getting to the games as as not being owned by the olympic uh, games but being part of the olympic games and you know where we can uh where branding and whatever is possible turning those uh qualifiers into um olympic events as it were and i think that will give a lot of value to the federations as well and to other sponsors but you know there's a lot of work to be done as you say not just kit mcconnell but uh, tim olume um will also have be having nightmares but i think that's a real opportunity if we can grasp that then the idea of making the olympic games relevant all year round which is also one of the original ideas of of uh, of olympic agenda 2020 this 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 could be key you could start following your your favorite athletes and your favorite sports all the way uh, from the finish of one games uh, to the start of the next so a lot of challenges but certainly a challenge worth addressing and you're hopefully trying to do this for the in the lead up initially for the paris 2024 games yeah. according to yeah. this document and then yeah. One one certainly uh, realization that uh, IOC, other sports bodies have discovered in the wake of the COVID pandemic is just the impact of cancellations on the sports calendar. Um, you're, you're calling for recommendation seven, the harmonization of the sports calendar. Is that one way of saying maybe fewer events, uh, better coordination of events are needed? Yeah, um, and 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 there, um, Ed. I think uh, you know we've been talking about harmonisation of the sports uh, calendar program for 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 some time. Uh, I think we want to make a real effort to do this because you know we we hear you know in in some sports athletes kind of feeling there's too much going on, too much pressure. So it does. And, and from, and from, from a lot of, a, a lot of the organizers as well, we, there needs much more coordination. Again, that's a, that's an easiest one, easier said than done, but I think we will redouble our efforts on that one because it really needs to be done. And there, the, you know, the number of sporting events has grown uh, over the past few years. It's not necessarily always helpful um, and doesn't always help, in the journey towards the Olympic Games, either we're we're doing a speed read, so to speak, of the uh, yeah. You went back. Five, actually, we were doing number eight, and you went back to seven. So fifteen recommendations. My papers were out of out of whack here, but uh, we've got about ten minutes left with Mark Adams, spokesman for the IOC, going over these recommendations that will be coming forward at the executive board meeting next week, and or the executive board meeting, yeah, coming up this week in the next week and yep. the IOC session in March. The digital realm, recommendation eight, grow digital engagement with people. Uh, this is one of the areas where there's, you know, a lot's happened in the digital world since uh, Olympic Agenda 2020 came out, and this is fleshing that out. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a real kind of opportunities one. And and this is uh, kind of like go west, young man, isn't it? Uh, In in the States in the 19th century, this is this is digital territory that's there to be that's there to be uh, the the lands there to be broken and and developed. Um, um, Maybe that's a little bit too much of an extended metaphor. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, there are two things there. We'll talk probably later about uh, esports and e-games. But here we're talking about um, digital engagement. And and there, again, is another actionable thing that we're going to be doing. Um, We are going to be creating a single digital platform. Uh, something people like yourself, people have been talking about the Olympic movement, certainly I've been talking about since I arrived uh, uh, more than 10 years ago. And and that is the idea that uh, all the organizing committees and various other places, there's all sorts of different platforms, is to bring everything onto a platform, not to spoil the diversity, uh, because you still need to be able to have a, an organizing committee doing messaging and whatever for their, for, for their games, but to have it in one place and to have it in one digital people-centric, uh, terrible term, people-centric platform. Um, and that will be Olympic uh, olympics.com. Uh, and on that platform, you will find a whole range, a whole suite of digital offerings, including the Olympic channel. Um, so, the the idea is to kind of bring it together work there's a lot of work already being done obviously with tokyo with beijing and with paris uh to coordinate and to bring this all together into one place rather than to have all our offerings in these disparate places in the in the digital sphere so hopefully that will make us much more lean and efficient to kind of reach out to people have a hub where we can serve up the right content to people reach people know their preferences and deal with them you know in a good way the kind of thing that that all the 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 the, the, the leading platforms obviously your amazons and your netflix and whatever have been doing for a long time um but something that the olympic movement now needs to do a bit of consolidation uh after after all that kind of original growth recommendation number nine gets into the uh, development of virtual sports and uh, raises the possibility a little bit more concretely that uh, there is a place on the Olympic program for some aspects of uh, a virtual sport. We used, yeah. the, the terminology used to be e-sport. Is it now virtual sport? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there, there's quite a bit, we spent quite a lot of bit of time on, um, on definitions. And obviously there are kind of, if you like three broad buckets, there are Olympic sports, uh, physical sports like uh, like cycling, uh, yeah, I've seen taekwondo um, and a few other sports from tennis. I think where you actually take part in physical activity. Then there are other sports. Uh, again, some Olympics. I'm not uh, where you actually play the game, but it's it's virtual. So like FIFA, um, tremendously lucrative very very popular but there's no physical activity as such so much and then obviously the third group is the the overwatches and and those kind of my son uh, for his sins is is addicted to uh, and all those all those ones which uh, attract a huge audience but really have not very much uh, to do with the olympic sport but again by the way all those three realms we want to be in touch with and deal with the people involved but i think if you take those in in in, in terms i think the, the the physical sports particularly such as uh, cycling and a few others uh, sailing i guess as well but but um cycling for example you could imagine that uh 
on the Olympic program. And you know, we talk about looking into that, and that's you know, it's 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 pretty concrete. Perhaps uh, by Paris twenty twenty four. Perhaps, perhaps uh, there, there. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I would, I would think that's, I would think that's a distinct possibility. But I think that's, you know, there's a, again, there's a lot of, it's an opportunity. There's a lot of discussions between uh, between now and, and and then. But it would be very much for those Olympic sports uh, that are, if you like, physical, uh, not just virtual. So you know, we, we're not talking about a, a FIFA. Uh, 2021 or whatever the latest one is 2020 we're talking about a, an actual sport where you you play it but in a digital sphere the involvement of the ioc and the uh, united nations uh and its work on the sustainable developmental goals is recommendation number 10 um the the ioc has always sought to have a a, a strong uh relationship with the ioc how does this make it better yeah, I mean, we and there you've seen an explosion, uh, wrong term really, but you've seen a real strengthening of our links with the UN over the past, uh, since 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 2013. You've really, really seen that grow. I mean, obviously, we had the always had the the, the truce, Olympic truce, and and, 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 a, and a seat there, but we signed an MOU. It was one of the first things the president, uh, President Buck did in. Back right back in April 2013, before Olympic Agenda 2020, and we've we we we've seen the need to engage with the United Nations, and that kind of in one sense reached a culmination. You saw in December with uh, the with the um, with the United Nations uh, resolution uh, supporting the United uh, supporting the IOC in the games, uh, the Charter in a in a range of ways. That I don't think would have been um, would have been invisible uh, kind of ten years ago. So we're really kind of working on that. The sustainable goals is a framework, obviously set by the world community, uh, and the Olympics are the IOC is mentioned within that framework, and there are particular uh, SDGs that, that that we are involved in. So we will continue to work on that um you know um through olympic solidarity and various other programs to to kind of strengthen our role and strengthen the role of sport and i think actually here's another one where you have a coincidence of of uh what we were doing anyway and what's been brought on by by this whole epidemic we we you know i think the people people are realizing again much more if it had ever been forgotten how important sport is for our physical and mental well-being uh, and that plays into the whole kind of a whole s- slew of uh, SDG uh, ideas that, um, that, that 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 we want to kind of uh, contribute to, and 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 our expertise is being sought in that field as well. So there's a there's a real co- coincidence of of, of 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 views with us and the international community there. Then recommendation number eleven, also in the international arena involves support to refugees and uh, the populations of the world affected by by displacement. The IOC has uh, put this into practice over the past few years with a refugee team at the Olympic Games. Um, this is uh, 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 a, a distinct point that you have in these recommendations I don't believe that was covered in uh, Olympic Agenda 2020 specifically like this. Yeah, I mean, 
here again, we've we've covered a tremendous amount of ground uh, in the last eight years. You know, to to an extent, I think scrambled will be the wrong word, but we certainly moved very quickly to get a refugee Olympic team together uh, for the Olympic Games uh, Rio 2016. And, you know, it was hugely symbolic. You know, there still are 80 million refugees around the world. We will have a refugee Olympic team uh, in Tokyo. We will also have one in in, in Paris and, and Dakar for the Youth Olympic Games. And, you know, there, you know, that's important in itself as a, as a symbol. But also I think we need to address, and that's what we will address, the kind of the, the the broader issues too, which we have been, but much more now um, with with displaced populations in general, rather than just at least telling people and showing people that refugees are ordinary people like us, and here they are at the Olympic Games. We're actually, you know, widening the scope of what we we're doing, particularly through the uh, Refuge Foundation, and you know, we are making a pledge again, something actionable, as I was talking about, um, that uh, at least a, a million. Uh, forcibly displaced uh, young people will have access to safe sport by 2024. Um, and, you know, when you think in our previous part of the conversation, we were talking about how, how we've all learnt during lockdown, how important sport is to uh, the, the mental and physical health uh, of, of populations, well-being of populations. You know, you can multiply that many fold for, for refugees who, who face, you know, indescribable problems and sport you know won't solve those problems but at least will help them uh, face the world so we are going to make sure the through the olympic refuge foundation that a, a million uh, displaced young people have access to to safe sport um by 2024 one uh, question so, that I, one question i've had about in the about refugee the refugee team is the fact that all of these refugees come from a country, a place in the world that has a national Olympic committee. Yeah. Um, how do you involve the NOCs of the countries? So, 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 Ed, if you are in in terms of, uh, do you mean in terms of the refugee, um, in terms of the foundation, or in terms of the team, the Olympic? In, in terms team? of the team, in terms of uh, better conditions, about about. So the, well, we can't obviously we can't deal with all of the world's problems, but the in terms of being in the refugee Olympic team, those and that's why we work so closely with the United with the UNHCR because uh, those anyone who is in the team has to be a properly registered refugee. So we don't just we can't unfortunately take just about anyone. So those people are registered as being refugees without a without a home, and so therefore we can and we do deal with them. Uh, as refugees, there is no national Olympic committee for them uh, for us to deal with them through. And we we've always said right from the beginning that our hope would be, and it already has happened in a few cases, that many of those refugees will find uh, a citizenship and will find a national Olympic committee for whom to compete. Um, but whilst they remain registered as as in a, in a sense stateless as refugees under UNHCR registration, then then that's our responsibility to help them um, deal, deal, deal with, with the way things are. Not to say, of course, there aren't, uh, cannot be sometimes problems from the countries from which they've come and the countries to which they're going, um, but that's all in a day's work for the, for the NOC department. 
recommendation 13 we've got uh, three more to go here in our yeah. in our speed read continue to lead yeah. by example in corporate citizenship um specifics there about uh, about climate positive actions yeah. about sustainable development um about gender equality about human rights yeah um all those things that uh multinationals want to want to promote to be good corporate yeah. citizens yeah and so i mean th th those are all big <laughs> big topics uh each one of which we could probably uh we could probably spend an hour on i guess um but it, we, we talked a little bit about sustainability um and uh our, our pledge to become carbon positive um but also in, in terms of being a co good corporate citizen um in line with paris agreement of um 30 percent by 2024 a, a cut uh in 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 our emissions uh and we talked already about the olympic forest which i think is a is a is a great thing but what we what we really realized is that it's not enough uh, just to offset your carbon. I think everyone realizes that now. We also have to make meaningful cuts. Um, we've done that here at, at Olympic House, um, and we're doing that in terms of, of of what we do. But I think it's also important that we work with all of our stakeholders to try and do that. In terms of um, uh, gender equality, that's obviously with with what's been happening in in, in Tokyo is is interesting. We have. Uh, proud to say a very good record and, you know, really accelerated record since 2013. If you look at uh, the, 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 num the numbers and it's not just with athletes uh, where we're to all intents and purposes getting 50%, 50% men and women uh, for Tokyo and from then on. Um, but also, you know, if you look at the on the commissions, if you look at the membership as has, has risen in that time from women being 20% to over 30, 33%, I think, off the top of my head, I don't have the figure with me. Um, um, women on the executive board, women on commissions is is um, is seen a huge rise. So we're doing an awful lot. And that's where I think we also need to encourage, uh, again, our stakeholders uh to to also step up to the plate and some 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 have been better in this than others um and then just briefly because we are having to rush all through these unfortunately but strengthen our human rights approach yeah we will be we are working on a human rights strategic framework um which will be open to will be you know clear and open to to scrutiny um but still retaining very clearly the sense that we are you know um sad as it may seem we are not responsible for all the world's problems and and, and our area of of operation is the olympic games uh and to some extent in sport and particularly with the olympic games we will be held we are being held to account for human rights there um and and uh, and other issues as well in terms of sustainability and so on we're happy for that but we're not responsible for uh, everything that happens in the country, uh, there are other organisations and other um, national and, and transnational organisations that should be dealing with those issues. The, the, the question, as the Beijing Winter Olympics of 2022 approach, there, there are calls being made um, around the world for attention to be paid to the Chinese human rights situation. 
Yeah. And, you know, there are, there certainly are calls. We are a sports organization and we are able to do amazing things to bring the world together through sport. Um, We're also able to make sure uh, that there are protected rights uh, regarding the games um, in terms of obviously the athletes, in terms of sustainability, in terms of media as well. Uh, and that is quite rightly our sphere of, respons- of responsibility, our sphere, and we will continue to protect that. But it, it remains up to other organisations, government, national governments in the United Nations um, to do these things. And I note, for example, you know, the European Union um, just signed a very, very large uh, trade deal with China. And I congratulate them on that. And I think that's their sphere of influence. And we would let those organizations carry on doing those things. Uh, and we need to concentrate on on what, <clears throat> where we can have some influence. And also, by the way, where we can have some really good uh, influence. You know, you look at uh, Beijing 2008, uh, a story that isn't mentioned very often, but but look at the look at the influence that the games had on disabled, huge disabled community in China, uh, whose position was not in a very good place, and following the Paralympic Games particularly was 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 transformed. There are you know there are many things that we're able to do. We're able to show the world in the Olympic Village how the world uh, can be and how it can live together. And I think those positive things. Uh, need to be remembered and we need to be allowed to continue to do our good work. We've reached recommendation 14, strengthen the Olympic movement through good governance. Uh, Certainly steps have been taken at Olympic House at the IOC to tighten your administration the way the IOC goes about doing, doing business, but also NOCs and international federations in particular seem to be, um, plagued sometimes by poor governance uh yeah I whether mean, it's live... malicious or just uh yeah. ineptness yeah well i mean we, we 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 live in 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 the real world we we are not immune uh to all sorts of things like any other sphere of of, of business of culture you know there are there are bad things going on there there is corruption what's important is how we deal with those things and i think particularly the IOC we've shown that we that we we're dealing with those and we're working with our partners to make sure um that they also uphold and most of them do uh, uphold those those high standards and as you'll see you know we will uh, revisit the basic universal principles of good governance at the IOC and bring them make sure this is a continual journey by the way uh, governance uh, standards continually changing uh, even in the past uh, decade um, we need to keep up to the very latest standards and so we will um, we will re- um, review those and we will try we will work towards making sure that our stakeholders also um, those that we that depend on the IOC are also cognizant of those principles and the president is never as he says he's never sick of telling them that uh, the 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 uh, the the behaviour of the of the worst member of the Olympic community reflects on everyone. Um, so he's he's got his eye on that one, and I think we will continue to see you know some 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 good movement. And you know we are um, as you've seen you know, our involvement um, not just us but the Olympic movement in IPACS, the um, 
international partnership against corruption in sport. We have, you know, really put a, you know, a lot of work, continue to put a lot of work into that because that's what people expect from, from the IOC. The problem with working for the Olympic Games in inverted commas is that people hold us to a higher standard. And, I, you know, we're very pleased about that because we should be. This, this is the Olympic Games. We have, we're not just a sports organisation. We're, we're about values. So we need to uphold those values. And the president is, is very aware of that and very aware that we need to keep our stakeholders also up to the mark. Some interesting points raised in the final recommendation here. Number 15, innovate revenue generation models. Um, and we get into uh, the influence of the digital world here, where yeah. one of the first things that's mentioned is free digital, I guess, coverage of uh, of the Olympic Games. Yeah, well, I, I think there, Ed. I mean, you know, as we discussed, you know, the digital is 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 increasing at an exponential rate, it's changing our all of our lives, and we've seen it changing our lives even more. You know, we're on the Zoom call now. Um, I don't think I did a Zoom call before uh, before COVID happened. So the whole, you know, digital is changing the, the way we all do things. And clearly for some years now, but again, as I say, accelerating, it's changing the way uh, that rights are, are thought about, um, that sponsorship is thought about. Um, to be frank, I don't think it's for an IOC spokesman to go into the detailed negotiation of how we're going to change things. But yeah, you see their um, discussion of, you know, alternative transmissions uh, methods, um, free digital. I mean, that's quite a, who knows where that's going to go. But I mean, even even the fact of writing it down and considering it is something that 10 years ago, I think would have, would have been seen as a heresy. So, you know, it's an understanding that we need to keep up with, with the world and the way it's changing, particularly in the digital sphere. And you've seen that actually right across these 15 recommendations digital kind of raises its i was going to say ugly head but it's not it's a it's a it's a head of opportunity if you can say that and and it's raised everywhere throughout these recommendations and obviously not least of which is is revenue generation so we need to to be, to be modern uh to keep modern we can't we have to keep innovating otherwise uh you know change or be changed as the president said for olympic agenda 2020 and it's the same for plus five ioc spokesman mark adams has been our guest on this edition of Around the Rings Radio, talking about Olympic Agenda 2020 plus five. We'll be hearing more about these proposals next week when the IOC Executive Board holds its meeting and in March when the virtual IOC session takes place. That meeting is expected to discuss and adopt these plans for the final term of IOC President Thomas Bach. Mr. Bach will be confirmed for that final term as well during the meeting in March. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. Stay calm, stay safe, stay healthy. For more than three decades, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com.